Welcome to the Gospel Everyday Podcast, following along with the Mariner's Church Annual Read. I'm Paul Hahn, and I'll be your host for today. This month, Murray has been taking us through the secret of united prayer, in which Murray reminds us that as Christians, we are members of the body of Christ. And not only that, but we have been given the calling to intercede for others because united prayer brings answer to prayer. Today, we'll be looking at the reading from October 6th called, Not of This World. The verse of the day is from John 17, 16, which says, They are not of the world, even as I am not of it. I love these words from Jesus, which comes in the midst of his prayer for his disciples and for all believers. What a beautiful thing to think that Jesus prayed for us. He prayed for you. And the reminder in this prayer for us is that we are not of the world. He is not asking God to take us out of the world, but he is reminding us that though we live in the world, we are as foreign citizens. Our main identity and way to identify ourselves is not based in things of this world, but on the things of heaven. Our citizenship is to be the kingdom of God. We, as his people, represent him wherever we go as his ambassadors, representatives, and as ones with authority. Thus, we are called to be people who live in the tension. We get to live in the tension of not completely withdrawing and removing ourselves from the world, but also not to become indistinguishable from the world. That means that we get to live in the tension of sanctification that we have been justified and made righteous by Jesus' work on the cross, but we are also still in the midst of becoming more like him and dying to our sinful selves every day. Why is it important that we remain in the world, but not of it? Because as he says in the second part of this verse, we are not of the world, even as Jesus is not of it. So it's important because we get to be like Jesus. We're invited to be like Jesus. We get to be his witnesses. We get to be his hands and feet. We get to be his salt and light. We get to display the real work of God's grace at work in our lives as a living testimony of his power and goodness. But how can we survive this tension? By the power of the Holy Spirit. Murray reminds us of the cost of what he calls the impassable gulf between believers and the world. As followers of Jesus, we are to be set apart from the ways of the world that we would be hated by the world. Just like how the world rejected Jesus and could not accept him, we too should and will be rejected, misunderstood, and unaccepted by the world. Murray says that this separation from the world is not optional. No one is an exception. In fact, it actually ends up being a mark of all disciples who long to be filled by and live in obedience to the Spirit. However, this mark of a disciple isn't necessarily seen or felt by many of us. Why is this so? Murray says this is because few believers are living the heavenly life to which they are called. Ouch. I felt convicted by that. And then he lists a bunch of different ways that believers continue to live as though they are not only in the world, but also of the world. 
According to Murray, many believers continue to love the world, desire all that sinful man desires, love their possessions, have sexual immorality, impurity, lust, and greed, and delight in all the world offers, including accolades and accomplishments. Did some of those stand out to you? Did any of them especially sting? You see, I believe the Holy Spirit is speaking to us today, asking us to search our hearts for things that make us look more like the world than like Jesus. And this isn't to condemn us or shame us, but it comes out of God's great love for us and his desire for us to receive the fullness of the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives. I believe that it comes out of God's desire for us to desire him above all other things and that we would want to spend time with him, especially in prayer. So what is something in your life that you are still holding on to that looks more like the world than it does like Jesus? Or maybe it is something that you are fearful to let go of because you don't want to be rejected by the world. Whatever it is, what would it look like to surrender that to God? What would it look like to declare to yourself that you don't belong to this world, but that you fully belong to God? You belong to him in your thoughts, actions, desires, in your identity. I think for me, I come face to face with this whenever I'm talking to friends from college. You know, So many of them have accomplished and achieved things that I had only hoped for for myself or um, I can feel embarrassed that I have not been able to do some of the things that they have, like purchase a home for myself on a ministry budget when I have former classmates who own property in downtown Manhattan. And in that, I am actually making a value statement that there's actually a part of me that believes I might be more satisfied seeking after possessions accolades or things of this world or even the illusion or reputation of how others think of me than in my obedience to God in stepping into ministry. But I love that even in that line of thinking, when I find myself in that space, I know that our Lord is gracious to me. I know that he knows what it feels like to be human, to face temptations and comparison and wanting to fit in. But I'm also grateful that the Holy Spirit then ministers to me as I get to delight in my identity and worth in Jesus. And that is something that can never be taken away, the security and delight that the Lord offers to me in his great love. I think of the parable of the prodigal son who, instead of enjoying being with his father, sought out the pleasures of the world and thought that what the world had to offer him could satisfy him. But instead, he finds it all to be empty and meaningless and ultimately harmful to his soul. And he thinks that he will return to his father to meet condemnation and that he would need to beg for mercy to just even be a servant in the household. But instead, he finds his father who would run to meet him with open arms and who not only meets him with grace and love and forgiveness, but in celebration. So what is it for you? What have you sought from this world for satisfaction or fulfillment or identity or pleasure? 
And will you accept the invitation of God to surrender that? And in that place, he will meet you, not with condemnation or shame, but with open, loving, gracious arms that celebrate you turning to him instead of the world. Let's pray this prayer together today. Lord, give me the strength to deny the old nature in me that still delights in the pleasures of the world. Amen. Thanks so much for making the Gospel Everyday Podcast an important part of your day. Hit that subscribe button if you haven't yet, and we'd love it if you could take a few moments to rate, review, and share the podcast. Tune in tomorrow for brand new content. If you'd like more information about Mariner's Church, download the Mariner's app at your favorite app store or visit marinerschurch.org.